Welcome to this session of the Domestic Supply Chain Summit. I'm Eric Coolish, Air Cargo and Supply Chain Editor at FreightWaves. I'm joined by Brennan O'Dowd, CEO of 7L Freight, a Freightos Group company. This company, which Freightos acquired last late last year, specializes in pricing and booking technology for freight forwarders. Brennan, welcome to FreightWaves Virtual Chat. Hey, thanks for having me, Eric. So 7L Freight, what's with the name? <laughs> yeah, so when we originally uh, founded the company, we were just kind of doodling some some logos, and uh, originally it was uh, two arrowheads to show the exchange of information. So you have the seven and the L, and then since we've we've gotten this question a lot, so people always ask us what the seven L stands for, and so now we've kind of adopted the the tongue in cheek answer of that it's for uh, that we provide software to all seven continents within the logistics sector. So <laughs> works out. Still looking for that first uh, Antarctic customer though. <laughs> Um, so Fredos, I'm familiar with Fredos. It's a booking platform for importers and exporters to book international cargo with forwarders. And then there's Web Cargo, which is a multi-party platform for forwarders to reserve space with airlines and ocean carriers. Um, then Fredos, you know, buys 7L Freight, which primarily provides, uh, you know, real-time rate management and pricing for trucking. So how does 7L Freight fit in the Freightos ecosystem and help customers? You know, what is the value that you bring? Yeah, so we're, we're pretty similar to Web Cargo in the fact that we um, traditionally work with freight forwarders, right? So we manage their rates, help them get access to their carriers, um, be able to make uh, decisions with a lot of information right at their fingertips. And so how that works into the Freightos larger ecosphere is that um, a lot of our tools have those abilities to add margin on top so our freight forwarders can actually put their buy rates out for the customers that are within the Freightos uh, ecosphere. Right. But so, but how does it meld or, you know, do people just book trucking or do they book ocean and air and trucking together as a kind of as a, as a you know, an all-in move or, you know, how did... How do you benefit or, or from residing within Fredos? Sure. So I think that a key differentiator for us is going to be our trucking component. Um, obviously, what Cargo is doing, the air freight side of things, and, and they do ocean. We had a lot of overlap on those services. Um, but we, we also have integrations with about 140 or so different LTL carriers. Uh, so you're able to, to be able to book uh, your rates with your LTL carriers. And then um, coming into 2023, we're looking to expand that to the first and final mile carriers. Um, and also like expedite type carriers as well. Uh, so that that adds that next segment to the, the type of rates that you could traditionally see in, in Fredos and Web Cargo. Right. And then and then do you, so first and final mile, um, do you provide surcharges and, and dimensional rate uh, factors as well? Um, and and then, and, and is there a benefit for digitalization or, or a platform like this even for, a company to better connect its departments internally, and in, in other words, not only to connect to outside, uh, you know, booking, but also to, to just within a company to have a better sense of, of, of rates and, and rate management. Yeah, so I mean, you're going to have multiple components of where 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 customers can find value within using our platforms, right? So. Um, we see, obviously, the, the most logical role is going to be the operator who's going to be routing the freight, and making making the decision of which carriers are going to be used. But then it also ties into the back office processes so they can do uh, their audits to make sure that they're being charged what they're supposed to be charged. Um, so when you're when you're using a service like ours, we're aggregating all of your different carriers and all of your different rates into a centralized platform. 
instead of having to go to various locations to get that information. So it just kind of really streamlines um, how much effort has to be put out uh, to, to obtain an accurate quote and then make sure that you're being billed the correct amount as well. So I think of the first part you, you mentioned, the additional surcharges or even accessorials. Um, so we have all that sort of stuff. We're maintaining that proactively for freight forwarders. So um, where we have integrations with carriers, we're going to integrate directly with the carriers, but there's still a, a huge swath of data that's going to be manually maintained. So we're updating those on whatever schedule that the carriers are updating. Uh, and so then again, you're getting that, that complete information. It makes it really simple for the forwarders to get a quote. You just put in their pieces, dims and weight, where it's going from, where it's coming from, where it's going to. And then we're going to do all the calculations for them, including oversized fees, things of that nature, where those can kind of be like pitfalls or aha moments for like the uh, freight forwarders where they don't think about, you know, we saw a shift from 12 feet down to eight feet for oversized fees during the pandemic and things like that, where it's hard to communicate those changes across an entire organization. And this just makes sure that they're quoting correctly through the whole process. Will there be any new product offerings that we should be on the lookout for? And will 7L go international offering truck reservations in other countries? Yeah, so so we're already offering some some rates internationally, um, both in, in Canada and Mexico as well. Um, and so right now we're actually getting ready to launch our LTL e-booking platform that's going to align with the air, air side as well. So um, like I mentioned, we have about 144 different carriers or so that are integrated in our platform. So as long as you have an account and are working with them, you're going to be able to actually dispatch your, your freight with those trucks, schedule your pickup, track and trace the freight, uh, and accurately get your costs back into the platform as well. So that, that's something we're just starting to roll out to our customers. Right. So then that, and that bundles well with the air side for, for yeah. airport to airport or airport uh, drayage. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like door to airport and airport to door. Yep. Um, Let's broaden the discussion a little bit. Um, you know, do you think forwarders are investing enough in uh, digitizing their processes to keep up with their customers and meet expectations for quickly securing capacity? In the past, I think many of them have, uh, you know, kind of lagged, um, you know, adding those types of uh, technical capabilities. Yeah, I think that there's, you know, the industry is pretty wide. And so when you talk about enterprise enterprise forwarders versus SMBs, you're going to have kind of different conversations around both of them. But as a whole, we're seeing substantially more that's being invested in digitalization uh, across all the different layers of the, of the industry. So I think that they're uh, in, starting to really embrace the fact that these kind of technologies are going to help them uh, with their customers, that it's not going to replace uh, the relationships with their with their customers and they get to focus on different things rather than just generating quotes for them and so they can create value elsewhere with their with their customer base and i mean we've seen an entire subset of forwarders that are you know digital freight forwarders um that have have been created as a result of you know the pandemic in the last couple of years where you see there's some companies that are purely digital at this point and i guess that means they can tie more end-to-end processes are sourcing to the shipping component and everything more easily that way. Um, it's, so you kind of referred to it. It's been a tumultuous three years for supply chains because of the COVID pandemic. What uh, lessons do you think businesses took from it and how can a digital booking platform help reduce disruptions in the future? Yeah, I think um, one of the things we saw is the continuity, right? Like a, a business needed to be able to, to, to remain fluid throughout that entire period, whether they were in office, out of office, whether ports were shutting down or being open, 
Um, and so being able to be a decentralized forwarder or decentralized business in general um, was something that came to the forefront for a lot of these companies. And they realized that their staff can, can be just as effective um, from wherever, so long as they have the right tools in place that are going to enable them to be able to, to do their job correctly. So I think that's at the forefront, having a digital booking platform, uh, regardless of the mode of transportation, is going to help in ass assist that, that your accounts are centralized for, for all your users. They know how to access your carriers. They know how to access your buy rates and can still execute the shipments to continue to drive revenue through your doors um, and move your, your customers' product and, and shipments. Um, I think that also ties into the need for, for real-time information with how, how quickly everything was changing. I mean, we saw just most recently with the fuel surcharges going out of control that some companies were updating every single day for fuel. So having access to, to the real-time instant rates through digital platforms um, really makes that less of a headache. It's still not fun to have to see the volatility, uh, but you don't have to keep up on it. And it's not going from, you know, 26% to 40%, you know, week over week where you're not knowing those changes and, and having a potential profit leak. So I think as a whole, the biggest takeaways from these last few years were, were the ability to yeah, have, have a lot of flexibility and adaptability and digital platforms are certainly aiding in that for, for freight forwarders. Um, before I let you go, can you give us a sense of, you know, where you see, I guess, the trucking market as we finish up the peak season that really wasn't? Um, and, and also, and also there's, you know, potential for a rail strike right now in the U.S. Um, and, you know, how do you see that impacting the trucking? Do you, is there enough trucking capacity to, to take a lot of that um, intermodal uh, overflow if that happens? <laughs> no, I mean, we could, we could always use some more trucking capacity. I think that that would be uh, fantastic for everybody. Adds, adds more availability in, in that case. Um, we don't really do, deal too much with the rail side of things, but it, it absolutely would have an effect on, on the air freight trucking. Um, you know, if all of a sudden that volume can't move over over rail anymore. Uh, so, I mean, I think, you know, as, as we didn't really see much of a peak season, I think towards the end of August, beginning of September was kind of our peak season this year where we saw, you know, volume spike a bit. And now it's kind of tapered back off and it's kind of slowly limped into the end of, of 2022 here. Um, that, you know, we're going to see more of, of that same kind of, um, you know, almost return to COVID levels, like where pre-COVID we were seeing like more of the traditional structure. And, and on the air freight side, we're seeing that, you know, PAX volumes keep going up, which adds more capacity into the market. Um, and as a result of lower volumes today, um, you know, it's depressing prices. The air freight rate costs have come down again um, compared to where, where they had been. So Great. Well, that's all the time we have uh, left. I think I'll leave it here. Brennan, thank you for being our guest today. Really appreciate it. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for having me.